Hello, my angels. Welcome to the pod. Today, I'm going to talk about inner child work and shadow work because um, I've, you know, I talk about it quite a bit, but I've had a few people message and I did a poll on Instagram and um, lots of people have heard of it, but need more information or, you know, have been told by their therapist that they need to do inner child work or shadow work, but they're like, okay, but then what does that mean? So I'm going to do an episode on that because I've been doing inner child work and shadow work all year. I'm basically a professional at it. <laughs> now it's going to be different for everyone. Um, so keep that in mind. So, you know, I'll tell you about my experiences and the way that I sort of understand it and you can do whatever you want with that information, like take it on board, but make it your own. You know what I mean? It's a very individual experience, but there are similarities for everybody with like the actions that you should take and stuff like that. Um, but first I just want to say I am sick. So sorry about my voice. <laughs> I, oh my God. I hate being sick because as you can imagine, like for those of you who listen to the entire podcast, like, you know, I have a lot of energy and it's like, for me, being sick feels like being just slammed into the earth by the universe and told to sit the fuck down. <laughs> And I'm like, yes, ma'am. <laughs> um, I do so much. And I also value balance and rest like more than anything. Like it's so, I don't understand myself sometimes. Like I really do. I'm very self-aware. It's insane. Like my biggest mission on earth at the moment is to teach you self-awareness and like everybody, because the more people I teach self-awareness to, the more they can turn around and teach self-awareness to others, just even through your actions. Like Self-awareness is what we need so badly. <laughs> it's one of the things. Anyway, so yeah, I understand myself. But when it comes to like, you know, this, I, I'm shocking myself because I, I was in burnout, right? Like real bad. I was doing so many things. So I dialed it back like 80%. And now I have like my beautiful morning rituals where you know, I have my tea and everything. Oh my God. Also for those of you following along the journey of like the morning um, routine and doing it your own way, I have swapped some things around. So I'm now doing like, I'll wake up and like brush my teeth, splash water on my face, drink heaps of water. But before I do anything else, I'm going outside for a walk barefoot because I read a book about like the science behind grounding. Like, you know how, like, you know, we say like grounding is so important, obviously like when you're feeling anxious and stressed, you're up in your head and going outside and just putting your feet on the earth helps you. And even if you can't go outside, you can still visually ground inside your mind's eye and stuff like that it still helps. But, you know, it brings you back into your body and connects you in with like the, with earth and everything. But there's actually like all of these amazing healing properties as well um, to do with like the earth's electromagnetic field and our electromagnetic field. So excuse me if I butcher this, but basically these, um, doctors and scientists wrote this book together. Um, it's called earthing and it's very old. I found it at a secondhand bookshop, but it's fucking amazing. I'm so glad I found it. Cause I was like, wow. Um, basically we are humans are charged with, um, positive electrons or is it negative electrons? We're charged with one of them. So the earth, no, the earth is charged with negative electrons. We're charged with positive electrons. We just have them like zooming around in our bodies. And if they have nowhere to go and they just keep zooming and bouncing around, they turn into free radicals. Free radicals are, again, sorry, if you're in the medical field and you're like, oh my God, Esty, you're butchering this. <laughs> <Soz>. <laughs> um, 
Um, but free radicals are useful up to a certain extent. Like they'll help you heal wounds and stuff like that. But then beyond that, they can start to attack your body. Um, and then, you know, inflammation, inflammatory diseases can take hold, which is like pretty much most cancers and stuff like that. It come from inflammatory, you know, situations. So walking outside and touching your physical body to the earth brings you back to zero. It grounds you. So same as like what, like, um, you know, lightning rods and just, you know, if you're an electrician, you'll fucking get it. It takes those positives and brings us into like a nice neutral zero, which is great. Um, so we need to spend more time barefoot outside where possible. Like these doctors were saying that the shoe was one of the most detrimental to human health inventions in all of history. <laughs> Crazy. Hey, um, earlier shoes were just like rubber, not ru- oh, fuck off. They weren't rubber. They were leather. Earlier shoes were leather kind of just sort of, you know, wrapped around the foot. And that was fine because leather, if it gets moist, you can still like it conducts electricity, but, um, rubber obviously blocks it. So we're just, you know, constantly away from the earth. Anyway, sidetrack. I walk outside barefoot. First thing, (laughs) I love it. I fucking love it. And then that's when I'm doing my, um, like walking meditation and like doing the visualization of, you know, myself just being like, you know, having gratitude and happiness and being healthy and, you know, just all of the beautiful things, you know, just all, you know, it's the time for goodness to go through your mind. Um, anyway, so, oh, and another update. I, okay. So I decided to start releasing the how to human handbook as an audiobook, And I've put it behind a paywall because guys, like if you want me to keep helping you here, make your life better and also everyone else and just change the world as much as I can. I can't forever be working my job in marketing, obviously. Um, so no pressure. Like if you're like, Oh no, literally can't. And I don't want to pay for anything. So fine, babe. Like I'm still going to do the free podcast, obviously. Um, and I fucking get it. Like money is so tight for everyone. But on the off chance that someone out there is like, fuck, $2.99 a month, chill, I can do that. Then sweet, you can subscribe to the podcast and you'll have access to the How to Human Handbook. I'm also going to release it as a hard copy once it's fully written, but I'm just going to release a couple of chapters every couple of weeks. Um, you know me, there's never any set specific schedule. I like to just do stuff based on my energy and I think that more people should do that. So um yeah, I'll keep trickling out the chapters. And then once the book's fully released on there as well, I'll keep adding more um, episodes behind the paywall just because I really do need to start doing this full time. It's taken off. And that's largely because of you, you know, like I'm out here just sharing what I know and my heart and my soul and everything and sharing the downloads that I co- that come through from the universe. And I'm doing what is in alignment for me. And then you guys are sharing that onwards and I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Like whenever I look at the podcast analytics and it's just constantly growing, I am honestly so grateful. And I know people always say that they're always like, you know, without you, I would be nothing. And it's so true though. Like literally if three people listened to this and no one shared it, it would go nowhere and I wouldn't be doing the thing. (laughs) So really, truly, truly, thank you. I am so grateful. Um, all right. So anyway, that's that update. So if you see the how to human thing and there's like a little pay situation, 
that's what that is. And you're like, what the hell's going on? Don't worry, I'm still doing the free pod. Um, there'll just be like extra stuff behind the paywall. So inner child work and shadow work. They're very much, they're very similar. They are almost the same thing. The main difference, well, in my opinion, I would say the only difference is that inner child work is to do with traumatic events or just like heavy, like ingrained feelings and belief systems from when you were a child. And shadow work is anything beyond that, like from when you were an adult, but maybe, you know, 10 years ago or something like that. You know what I mean? Or, okay, so I'll go further into it. Um, So inner child work and shadow work is basically addressing a past version of yourself to uncover like as early as you can, like the earliest memory you can kind of find of a situation that's no longer serving you. So, you know, maybe there was some trauma, maybe something really bad happened to you, or maybe someone raised you believing a certain thing that they believed, but it's actually quite detrimental for you. And you would like to stop believing that thing because it's subconsciously controlling a lot of the decisions that you make in life and stuff like that. Um, you know, when you see someone kind of cycling through shitty relationships all the time, they would need to do some shadow work to figure out what it is about these people that they're attracted to. And usually it, you know, would go back and sort of come down to the way they saw their parents together or, or um, just how they value themselves. You know, if you think that you're not worth very much, you're going to look for people who treat you like you're not worth very much. Um, so shadow work and inner child work is kind of going back in your mind's eye in your like consciousness, I suppose, and addressing those, like having a conversation with that part of you, literally, and kind of telling that part of you that, that, you know, that was then, this is now, and that's no longer serving you. And you're setting the intention to now move forward in a different direction and you can give yourself a hug and, you know, so I'll give you some examples for me um and hopefully that will help paint a picture of like how to do it because this is how I've done it and I mean I hope it works for you as well obviously (laughs) um also I'm so sorry I have to cough I'm really sorry (coughs) okay (laughs) all right so for me let me think when was the time So, because the other thing is sometimes I'll do inner child work or shadow work without even being able to pinpoint the specific memory, but I'll just pull people from that time and I'll watch a scenario in my head. You just, anyway, that's not making sense. I don't want to confuse you. Hang on. (laughs) All right. So a specific time. This was when I was working on the stuff with my dad, um, sort of trying to just heal some generational stuff. And I was feeling quite stuck in my current life on this whole stuff with my dad. I know I've talked to you guys about him so much. <laughs> I've been, that's one of the biggest things I've been working through this year, that my dad and my relationship with money and my value and on myself with money and stuff like that. 
Um, so I w- had my eyes closed and I walked through a door into like a, a really safe place, like at my favorite place. And so for me, it was the area outside, like just in my backyard, basically like by the water. And I kind of just like stepped through the door and then like almost like levitated down towards that space. And I waited for a moment and another door appeared there and my mum and my dad walked out and they're not together. And they were sort of just sitting on the edge of the bank and I had something I knew I wanted to say to both of them. And I knew that my intention behind what I was doing was to release and to forgive, right? So, like, that's the intention that I set before doing any of this. And the door, you know, they walked through the door, they sat down. And I looked at my mum and I was like, you don't ever need to worry about not having done enough. Like, you have done so much you've done more than enough. Like you've done an amazing job and we all love you and I love you so much. And I'm so lucky that you are a model in my life that I get to look at and model myself after. Like my mum has, she's honestly just like me, but older. She's so beautiful, her heart and soul and her like relentless positivity throughout and she's just been through so much too it's like you know you look at someone who's gone through that much and you're like how are you so happy but I'm the same so I'm like how are we so happy (laughs) but it's this like sheer drive to live you know and to enjoy it to enjoy life in all of its forms anyway so I was thanking her for all of that and you know just letting her know that she's done everything and a great job and she should she you know I'm really proud of myself and I know she is too and all of that and then I turned to my dad and I sort of just waited I felt like I wanted him to say something to talk to me and in that moment where I was waiting I kind of knew that my either my higher self or my subconscious like whether it was buried or coming from a place of wisdom there would be information that I would kind of uncover right and so I'm looking at my dad and I saw like I saw this version of him sitting down in front of me but then I also saw a version of him up above the world like just in the universe in the ether and he was like separate from himself because of, you know, he's been through a lot of trauma in his life. And he said to me, like, you've never really known me. I left a long time ago. And what you've grown up knowing is essentially just like an ego, like a projection of what a person should be. But that's why you always feel this lack of depth and lack of connection because I'm just not entirely in this body and not fully here. Um, and I cried. I was like, that makes so much sense. And that literally was what I needed 
to hear because I kept asking myself like before I went into this sort of I suppose meditation I was like you know why doesn't why can't he connect like why can't we just have like a genuine connection and a genuine conversation and and talk about deep things and all of that and you know like he like my human dad in real life has never said that to me but I'm not gonna get from him do you know what I mean so it's like I needed to resolve this void in myself no one was going to do that for me and when I searched for the answers within and I just gave it a minute that came through and it's incredible what we can either store in our subconscious or we can get through from our higher selves you know what I mean like it's amazing like Everything, I just wheezed. (laughs) (laughs) Everything is inside us, everything we need. Anyway, so I felt very resolved with that. Like, and I I gave my dad a hug. And the thing is, I forgot to mention, like when I was in this um, meditation in a child situation, I was both an adult, I was my adult self, and I was like a nine-year-old version of me. And so the nine-year-old version of me was the one that was actually talking to dad. And adult me was just sort of standing there, like almost like a parent watching on. Um, And yeah, then I gave my parents a hug. And I just felt like so much peace after that. And then I came out of it and that was probably one of the last um, sort of internal things I did to heal my relationship with my dad before it actually started to take a really good turn. Like we've had a couple of really good conversations since then and I've had way more patience um, and understanding and less anger about it all, which is really cool. Um, so yeah. And then with shadow work, with relationships and everything was probably like a really big one for me when I was doing shadow work. I, would notice triggers. So triggers are a great way to figure out where you need to do shadow work or inner child work. So if you get triggered by something, and I don't mean just like the, you know, cliche sense of the word triggered. I mean like you're talking to someone and they say something and like their tone makes you shut down, just their tone, and you kind of get a little bit like silent and then you, but your head is so noisy and you're questioning things, but like on the outside you're quiet and they're like, what's wrong? And you're like, nothing, like, because you just don't even know how to answer that. Like, that's a trigger, you know what I mean? And then you're just like doing your best to look normal. (laughs) And then they like get frustrated and they're like, I don't get why you're upset. And you're like, (laughs) me either. (laughs) Um, And what's another example of being triggered? Or like maybe you're in an argument with someone and it's like chill, like everyone argues every now and then. I mean, I haven't been in an argument in years, but, (laughs) you know, not everyone agrees all the time. And maybe they say something that just makes you suddenly go from being in an argument to like yelling or whatever. I don't know. Like these are all triggers. You don't just have to suddenly like burst into tears and, you know, hyperventilate and have a panic attack. Like triggers show up in all kinds of ways. But basically, whenever you find yourself feeling suddenly entirely uncomfortable, (laughs) based on something that someone said or the tone of their voice or a situation that you're in, listen to that because your body is communicating to you. And 
I don't think that triggers are things that we should run away from. I think trigger warnings are great because obviously if someone's really fresh in the trauma situation, you don't want to like put them back in that place and cause them to have like a fucking panic attack right then and there. Like absolutely. And you never know where someone's at in their journey. But I think that society has kind of taken it a little far in the sense that people are now scared to even be triggered because they're like, well, being triggered is bad. And it's not. Being triggered is not bad. Being triggered is a fucking blessing. You will have people thrown into your life who will trigger you just so that you can work on those triggers. And if you don't work on those triggers, you'll just keep being like, oh, like why, you know, life's hard, things are hard, this person's mean, everyone's this, that, things are happening to me, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, this is happening for you and you're being triggered for a reason. So look at these triggers and like one by one sort of, you know, you don't have to work on every single thing at once, but one thing at a time, you can be like, all right, I've been triggered in my relationship my partner said something and it's just made me shut down. Like why? And then you can be like, okay, I guess this is an opportunity to do some shadow work. And then you're like, all right, well, what do you do in that moment? Right? Like, so let's just say they've actually triggered you and it's real time, blah, blah, blah. You could say to them, um, Hey, like, I know we're actually having a discussion about like X, Y, Z right now. And we're trying to like get through this specific thing, but something that you just said or the tone that you just used has like fully triggered, like something in me. And I don't know if I can keep going on with the specific conversation because I'm currently reliving something that I've lived a long time ago and I'm no longer even in this argument with you. I'm reliving some pain from like ages ago. And if the person you're talking to doesn't get it or they're not understanding of that, Um, so if they don't get it, that's fine. No one has to, not everyone will fully understand that kind of thing. Not everyone's at the same level, but you know, you would at least expect patience from them to be like, okay, let's table this and you can go through whatever it is that you're going through. Um, and then I would say to pull out a journal, like a notepad, just something, get a pen and paper and write this down so that you don't forget it. Like not anything I'm saying, just write down, well, you can write this down if you want, but like write down whatever it is that triggered you. So you can be like, I was talking to so-and-so and they said X, Y, Z. And then I felt myself shut down. Even if you don't know what to do next and you don't know anything else about it, just write down that you are setting the intention to get to the bottom of that, to release it and let it go. And then you can write, um, I don't need to feel X, Y, Z anymore. That was then, this is now. So the next part of that, I guess, would be to try and figure out how it is that you actually feel. So you're like, okay, why am I shutting down? And so then if you have the time and the ability, you can either go for a walking sort of meditation visualization if you need to get out of the house, or if you're able to just go be in a room by yourself for a while, like lay down, close your eyes and just set the intention in your mind or you can say it out loud if you like, and you can be like, I want to find the first time or the most impactful time that I felt a similar way that I'm feeling now and close your eyes and just try and go back. Like just search in your mind for any time that you felt that way. And then you might come upon, you know, a version of you when you were 20, where maybe you're really empathetic and maybe you were dating someone who was super narcissistic and maybe they used to like when you would say certain things they would just make you feel really really stupid and then you know 
you know, gaslight you by then being like, oh, how come you like, you never trust yourself? Like you used to be so confident and you'd be like, well, I don't know, like you always make me feel really stupid and blah, blah, blah. So now I don't trust myself and now my confidence is shot and blah, blah, blah. So like you can kind of like trace the feeling back to the place where you remember being most impacted by the feeling. And if you can just sort of watch the scenario again, or if it's too painful, if the trauma, like, you know, if it's literally too painful and you're like, I don't need to relive that, you can visualize yourself just on the outskirts of the situation. You don't need to walk right up to it, but you can be near it and you can call on that part of yourself, call on you, you at that age and literally like put your hands on your own cheeks, like face to face, go forward to forehead and look at that part of you, look at that version of yourself and be like, hey, you don't need to worry anymore. That's not your reality anymore. And you don't need to protect me from this happening anymore because I have awareness now. And I'm not going to relive that situation. It's okay. Like we can let this go. And you did great. But it's time to move on now. So you can keep coming along with me in this journey, but I'm going to take the wheel from here on out. And then give yourself a hug. Give yourself a really big hug. Be very nurturing, very warm and in control. And then you're welcome to bring yourself back to where you're at now in this visualization and picture yourself as this new evolved version where people can say things like that and they don't trigger you because you're aware of where that trigger comes from and you're aware that when someone's saying that they're not meaning the same thing as the other person or you will suddenly become aware that you have found yourself in a very similar situation, reliving a cycle that needs breaking, and you'll have the opportunity to leave that situation, to break the cycle, to choose yourself. It really depends on the context. I'm being so broad here. It's not even funny. Um, but that is essentially how I have done inner child work and shadow work, and I just do that again and again and again whenever something comes up. And usually... I'll be crying, you know what I mean? Like, especially in that time when I'm there with that older, sorry, younger version of myself and hugging myself and telling myself it's okay. Like, I am sobbing in real life, just like laying there, eyes closed, just like tears dripping down my face <laughs> because it, it, it actually feels like such release and it literally feels like, oh my God, like this poor baby angel version of me was like trying to drive this ship the whole time from like way in the back seat without proper view of the road and they were confused and just trying their best to keep us alive and it's like they don't need to do that anymore and it's really big relief um, because you know the ideal is that you the one in the front seat with the strongest connection to your higher self the most wizened version of you that's the one you want behind the wheel the version of you that has like infinite access to universal information and knowledge and everything. So doing your inner child work will relieve you of so much pain that you don't even know the source of. So if you're feeling lost, if you're feeling confused, if you're feeling like 
you don't really understand yourself and like maybe others don't even understand you. And if you're feeling easily upset by things, easily like sensitive, and I don't mean sensitive in like the, you know, beautiful, sensitive to the connection with the world and yourself way. I just mean like sensitive in the, maybe I don't even mean sensitive. Maybe I'm trying to say testy. Like if you're easily irritated, easily upset, that kind of thing. Um, that's a really big sign that you need to do inner child work. And when you do inner child work and shadow work, you're essentially clearing out all of those versions of you that are backseat driving and putting them all like, you know, just taking the wheel off all of them. <laughs> they can stay in the backseat of your car. All these versions of you are still, they still exist. It's just that you're going to be the one with the wheel. You don't want them all to have a wheel driving you off in different directions, fragmenting your soul into a million pieces, confusing you, feeling all kinds of disjointed and out of place, like a puzzle that hasn't been put together yet. So doing the inner child work and the shadow work is like doing the puzzle of your own life. And because like also like time is a thing that we've made up, right? Like that's universally accepted that time is a human made thing to mark, you know, our experiences, I suppose. But if you remove time from the equation, really like all of these versions of you still exist. They're still alive because you're alive. Like the essence of you is alive in all of its forms. Like if there's a version of you that went through something painful as a small child, even if it's just like someone not understanding you or saying something mean that you didn't understand or your parents didn't give you enough attention or, um, I don't know, like that's the thing. Like there's so many belief systems that we hang on to that were kind of put into us from a young age. And also like we come up with our own different like internal beliefs based on the experiences that we've had when we were younger, because we didn't really have the tools to understand, you know, what was going on. And we also live in a world where, you know, everyone's just walking around with unchecked trauma, just like bumping into each other, you know, like half of our, not even half, I'm going to say most of our parents in the world haven't had any kind of therapy and their parents didn't have therapy. And, you know, Back in the day, people used to be very much like, oh, don't talk about problems, just like shove it down. So, you know, now we've got a bunch of millennials and Gen Zs working together to try and like break that. Like the millennials did a lot of groundwork, which is amazing to be like, hey, we're not going to be like that. <laughs> we're not going to do that anymore. And now if you look at Gen Zs, they're so communicative. They're so open. They will talk about their trauma. They value their energy and their mental health. Like, it's the best thing ever. It's so nice to see. So there's like massive change happening, which is incredible. And we should all be very proud of ourselves for that. Um, <laughs> I love that. I got goosebumps. <laughs> it makes me really happy. <laughs> it's like the entire couple of generations got the memo. <laughs> oh, it's so nice. Um, but yeah, like when you do this work, what you're doing is basically allowing your higher self to step into your body. And when your higher self can step in and integrate with you, you live in this incredible sort of presence 
you live in a way where you can really see the good around you, even when things are hard, you can see the purpose in them. So there's a lot of people in the world who'll be like, oh, it's like so bad and hard and everything's hard and, you know, shit things are happening to people all the time and blah, 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 blah. When you get to this place of awareness, like, yes, obviously that shit's heartbreaking. Like there are so many horrible things in the world, totally. But it's almost like you look at it from this like way more neutral perspective where you can actually see why things are happening. And instead of just being upset by them, you like can see the root cause of the issue and you can see where the change needs to occur. And then you can go, well, I'm good at these things, so I could help make that change in this way. You know, so like the more people who do their own inner child work and shadow work, clearing out, you know, all of those parts of themselves that are disjointed and kind of piecing them together into this whole beautiful connected puzzle and letting their higher selves sort of drop in and take the wheel, the more of us that will be able to actually heal the world and heal the earth and live in a place of self-awareness and compassion and collaboration with the universe and with each other. And that's when like magic starts happening. It's incredible. Like my friends and I who are on a very similar vibration and frequency, like we're, there's a, I've got like a handful of friends that are really high vibing like me. And there are moments more often than not now when we can read each other's minds and we can see inside each other's channels so clearly like when a friend is describing something to me, they can vaguely describe it, not even in a lot of detail. And then I can then be like, oh yeah, I'm picturing it like this. And I can say in extreme detail what I saw and then they confirm and they're like, yes, that is literally exactly what was in my head. Like it's crazy. It's so cool. So like it literally feels like magic starts happening and you find yourself you know, someone will say like, oh, I'm going through X, Y, Z in life. And you just have the answer. Like you just know what to say. And it just comes through like, oh my God, Sonia's calling me. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> I declined. I hope she doesn't call back. I'm going to put my computer on silent. <laughs> I'm not editing that out. I couldn't be fucked. Um, <laughs> so the purpose that drove me into wanting to do my inner child work and shadow work was I became aware of the fact that because I was like all right I can manifest whatever reality I want like I was already like completely aware of the fact that I like you know energy is completely malleable and you can direct your focus and put it into whatever sort of direction you want and manifest the life that you want and it takes time and it takes a lot of clearing out of shit so then I was like all right if I understand the power of manifestation and direction of energy, and if I am, I also understand the connection that energy has to your core belief system. So if you believe something, if you truly believe something inside and out, even if you're not aware of that belief, you will manifest the reality that goes hand in hand with that belief. So if you think, if, if your core belief is that You'll only ever earn 60K a year. You've never known anyone else in your family to earn more than that. So that's just kind of like the, the glass ceiling that's above you. And you think that that's what you're worth. You will keep manifesting that reality. You'll keep making unconscious choices that drive that belief system. So then I was like, well, I don't want that. I don't want, 
I don't want my unconscious belief systems to manifest a reality without my knowing and without my understanding. So then I was like, I'm going to take control of this by uncovering as much of my subconscious. Hang on, babe. I'm just recording a podcast. (laughs) My neighbor's kid's been trying to play with me literally all morning. She's been hovering outside my door for, I'm not even kidding, hours. Um, (laughs) I'm going to go play with her after this. (laughs) So funny. She wrote me a little love letter. So cute. Oh, we're going to go paint outside. Anyway, oh my God, I can't even record a podcast without everyone trying to talk to me. (laughs) So I didn't want to have my unconscious belief system controlling my life and manifesting whatever reality that was kind of pro, you know, because there's so much of our belief systems that's programmed into us from our parents, from their parents, from society, from the news, like, you know what I mean? So I set the intention to uncover all of that and to understand myself in all of the ways. And I knew it was going to be hard work. I knew it was going to be very confronting. I knew it was going to be full of tears and very painful, but I was like, hang on, I'm recording a podcast. I can't come to the door. Oh my God. (laughs) Um, I'm going to have to have a word with her about this and be like, if I say no, you have to take that as a no. (laughs) So funny. Anyway, Um, yeah, I knew it was going to be really hard, but I set the intention. I wrote it down. I journaled it. I fully believe if you want something to happen in your life, write it down. And I, it started happening. I started remembering things that I had buried that I didn't remember before. And then I would address those parts of myself. I would talk to them and be like, okay, this is, you know, that was then this is now and give myself like a million hugs. And I was just really nurturing of myself. And if my energy felt low because I was doing all this intense work, I didn't beat myself up about it, trying to be more productive. I just allowed myself to sink into it. I allowed myself to surrender. I allowed myself to do less. And I removed things and people from my life that were going to get in the way of that, like my business and just people who didn't like value me. I was like, I got to protect my energy and I'm going through a really hard time of my own accord. Like I've, I've had a really hectic life. I've got a lot of trauma to work through. So I was like, I'm going to just dedicate this year to doing that. And so I have been, and it gets easier now. And because I did that now I'm at a place where I'm like, the lessons just roll through so quickly. It's incredible. And I have the tools and I literally feel like I've basically mostly taught them to myself just by doing them. I have the tools to do everything that I need to do. Um, so yeah, I hope that's been helpful. I, if it hasn't and you want more detail or you have gaps, if you're like, oh, it kind of makes sense but kind of doesn't, can you ask me the questions in the comments of this pod because then I can do another one on it and sort of really answer those specific questions. I have to go because my neighbour is absolutely unrelenting and I have to go paint with her outside before she fucking explodes. <laughs> can you hear it? Oh my god. Anyway. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Love you guys. Bye. Please share the pod. <laughs>